Beautiful. So towards the last piece of our conversation from deep code to a hands-on example as a metaphor, Trees AI, that can just serve as an example to a new emergent class of um, assets and give agency back to citizens. Let's hop on the, let's say, advocacy level. Um, why an impact infrastructure commission? So I, I think multiple reasons. Um, we're about to move into a worldview, in my view, in my you know, interpretation, uh, where we're going to see significant investment in societal transitions. So the question is, do why, we... Why, why that assumption? I'm curious. Well, curious, I think we're about to... <laughs> we're about to move into a very dark place where the liabilities, uh, whether it's the economic shocks combined with actually climate change effects, combined with, like I said, a zombie economic model right now, actually start to manifest. And we're starting to see that already, energy price fluctuations, food price fluctuations. And remember, in 2008, we had food price fluctuations and there were riots in 60 cities, right? So this is a free, a free will moment. And I would also say that before climate change kills us, I'm pretty convinced it will be social disorder and violence and war that will emerge far more quickly than the full effects of climate change. So I think that's worth us recognizing. So for me, we, we are going to see that. And you've seen the infrastructure bill in the US, you're seeing various infrastructure commitments all around the world as people are going to have to rebuild the economy. And there are, so one aspect is that. Second, I think the transition infrastructure. So if we invest in rainwater sewers or whether we invest in trees infrastructure, this is the fundamental misallocation of capital. Investing in rainwater sewers when you can build nature-based assets means that the value of your investment is diminished. A sewer has only the value to deal with flood. It doesn't deal with your heat island effects. It doesn't deal with your health outcomes. It doesn't build community capital. It doesn't build any of that stuff. It's in a way just a stupid investment, right? Right, exactly. I mean so we're, second we're best right absolutely. what you're building is not only a new investment hypothesis but it's actually new asset classes that just make way more sense they're like like they capture way more value they're way less risky right and they generate more value they spill over more value so i think for me there's a kind of misallocate there's a risk to misallocate infrastructure investment into very old-fashioned mechanisms for old-fashioned Keynesian effects and actually all that would be doing is and all that would be doing is building more infrastructure which perhaps is not going to deal with the scale of challenges and not as efficient right so that's one thing second thing for me is that actually it's really important that good money right which has been working at the organizational level starts to direct and transform infrastructure investment for this massive spillover value that it can generate. So there's a really powerful means for impact investing to actually not only grow in scale, i.e. talk about allocations at 400 million level, infrastructure level allocations, but actually build a scale of impact effect that's never been possible before. And I think this is a really perfect way. And I think Marina Botza talk, talks about this as an integral view of investing. So how do we take an integral view, whether it's from startups to infrastructure level, that starts to do that as well. So for me, 
this is an opportunity for, an, for, for, for a typology of money, which recognizes money, which is only self-optimizing, is going to be dead money, it's socially legitimate money. Money that is generative in the value it creates is going to be healthy money, good money. And I think we're going to talk about those differentials in significant formats. So, and I think infrastructure provides a perfect moment to actually be able to deal with it. So I think that's really where I sit. I think there's a massive opportunity. And as a result of doing that, I think we start to challenge some of the deep codes that we've been talking about in this, uh, during, the, during the course of this talk. And those deep codes are really critical as part of those transformations. For me, this is a really powerful step and a necessary opportunity. And I think we'll have, you know, we, we have challenges like retrofitting all of Europe, retrofitting the housing of all of Europe. Now, we can retrofit it for energy outcomes, or we can retrofit it for energy health outcomes, energy health and social, social well-being outcomes. Those are choices. And I think the additionality of capital is not that significant. What is more significant is the outcomes and the value we generate. So I think this is a once in a generational, once in a multi-generational opportunity, because I don't think this is even a, I think it's once in maybe 70 years as we, as the societies will have, have an opportunity to invest in the nature of our societies. And I think we have to be able to invest in building the ecological infrastructure, transforming our built environment to actually be humanly generative, right? To actually be not creating microviolence for us as humans and to be able to build, actually invest in our cognitive, collective mental health capabilities, which are fundamentally the basis of next society, building that cognitive, collective mental wealth, which I think is a new form of infrastructure for future economies, which are built on care, cognition, complex cognition, creativity. So how do we build that? And I think these are the new infrastructures of the 21st century, uh, intangible, entangled, and novel. And I think that is going to create a new opportunity, not only for investment, but also a new model and capacity for society to thrive. Mm. But it's really beautiful in the encounter with you that I really can almost feel the the, the neurons in in my head uh, rearranging every time um, we speak. So I think just to summarize it, I I have the feeling that we need to move from a from a theory of understanding reality as subject object dualism to the entanglement of actually everything or most of what we are surrounded with from simple examples like how we're living in houses for example to seemingly simple examples we see out there as trees because just a forest um, is such a complex interdependent web of life and dml is one organization that helps to make meaning and sense on a place-based level to build the solutions where such let's say beautiful creatures uh, i really love trees right these 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 creatures actually can be self-sovereign and not be like um colonized and extracted just a certain value out of it but be in a way be woven back into a harmonious relationship 
which I think is a good example why some of these spillover effects also have such a large impact on the well-being of the citizens, actually, because they literally feel they live differently when they are surrounded by, you know, these living beings. And that needs a different typology of understanding how the various types of capital need to be allocated. And maybe finally, to summarize it, that also needs the advocacy level to understand that like the scale and the depth and the yeah, radicality of the interventions needed is really yeah, a possibility and a necessity that we most likely only have for, like you, you were saying, 70 years, we don't know exactly, but it's definitely not just for one generation. We're now creating the past dependencies for like a couple of generations maybe not seven but you know 70 is like at least three four generations um ahead well, we, we, the reality may be that actually the next 10 years will define the trajectory for many generations because if we get it wrong i don't think i think it's very difficult to come back as all the climate science is showing and you know and you know as i've often said Climate is just a symptom of the problem. It's not the problem itself. The problem is how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world around us, and the fact that we perceive the world around us through an object-subject relationship, through a classification of division, has allowed us to construct externalities which are now self-terminating us. So it is in the construction of self and our relationship in the world that has created the permission of actually whether it's CO2, or whether it's plastics pollution, or whether it's human-to-human uh, -human violence, lack of care. All these things are a function of those structures. And we mustn't, so climate change is a symptom, but these deep code levels, unless we deal with them, I think we there's a whole cascade of problems coming at a rapid rate. And that's why I think this is, you know, going back to what you said earlier, this is a, not the same moment, but definitely there is a moment where new indigenous ways of or indigenous ways of seeing fuse with new technological possibilities to create a new way of operating and i think this two-eyed model of seeing is fusing to create a new new dimensionality of what it means to socially organize in a way that i don't think was possible even 10 years ago so i think there's a new moment existing and i think that's the kind of very beautiful hybrid moment and that requires us to transform how we imagine ourselves as not not purely sovereign individuals, but sovereign and interdependent. So, you know, I, and I think, and that's our ability to have sovereignty, i.e. of agency, but also recognize, recognition of our interdependence and a recognition of our obligations both in space and time. And that is a different way of being to many of other ways of being. And I think actually, not only do you have to recognize it for ourselves, to recognize it for each other and we have to recognize it for the world around us and that then generates a new relationship of how we engage and that dissolves this subject object relationship it's a recognition of entanglement the physics is already there there's not a physics question anymore um it's really a conception of how we believe ourselves and this is why if you look at a 400 year cycle you would say that, that we're almost reimagining 
and we're having to reimagine all the theories of Cartesian logics or classification logics or subject-object relationship log logics, the idea of platonic uh, human beings of Vitruvian man. By these were all ideas that conceptualize their way forward, and I think we're having to reimagine them, and that that reimagination is a function of I think for the first time we've reached a fully planetary uh, entanglement. And that planetary entanglement is not just an entanglement, it's an entanglement with a consciousness. So it's a planetary level consciousness. Satellite images that can be able to show what we're doing and allow us to auto-change our behaviors. That I think is a paradigm moment. That planetary consciousness that's emerging, I think exists in the context of new capabilities. And that's why I think there's a new way of governing and self-governing that's going to emerge and, I, and a new theory of entanglement at a planetary level invites us to reimagine our relationships with each, with each other not through optimization but through care and a new theory of freedom which recognizes our interdependence and a freedom to thanks. care yeah no thanks for this beautiful closing words because in my morning meditations i always zoom out to cosmic consciousness and look at this beautiful marble, you know, floating to space. And isn't it interesting that only seemingly through technology, we were able to grasp the vulnerability of that huge organism we are part of and not, you know, we can't separate us from 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 that blue marble, right? And, and Mars, for me at least, is not a viable option. Um, Ellen and a couple of others uh, will land there, um, but I really have the feeling um, I'm not against interstellar travel and colonizing the Milky Way. You know, quite the opposite. I find that fascinating, and I, I think that's uh, that's plausible in the future. But maybe we should care uh, take of our you know homeland uh, first. You know, of our own garden in front of our back door first. Thanks, Indy. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks.